0: This Church Life Today podcast is a production of Redeemer Radio and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners.
1: The beauty and challenge of Advent is to make room for Christ. We're called to be intentional with our time and to create intentional spaces that open us to His coming. On today's show... We'll explore traditional Advent practices of time and space with my friend and colleague, Carolyn Pertle. Carolyn is the director of the Notre Dame Center for Liturgy here in the McGrath Institute for Church Life. She oversees the planning and facilitation of the center's signature events, including the annual Summer Symposium, Liturgy Week, and other annual events like the Marian Procession and May Crowning, and one of our topics today, the International Crest Exhibit and Pilgrimage. Additionally, Carolyn oversees the McGrath Institute's blog and is on the editorial board of the Church Life Journal. She also happens to have a lot of degrees, including a master's in music theory composition, a master's in sacred music, and another master's degree in theology. She brings all that wisdom and experience here to join me, Leonard DiLorenzo, on Church Life today. Carolyn Pertle, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: So Carolyn, you've been working with the Marion Library at the University of Dayton for years now, bringing these collection of creches, nativity sets here to Notre Dame to display around campus beginning in Advent. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit, well, about these creches that have been hosted here. Just... What are they like, especially for those who haven't seen them?
0: So this is our sixth year of partnering with the Marion Library at the University of Dayton, and they've been really, really wonderful partners to work with. They send us about 30 crushes every year, but their collection is over 3,500 crushes, so Hmm. we have yet to repeat a single one of them, which is great. (laughs) It's going to take a really, really long time to make it through the collection. That's
1: over 100 years, right? Yeah, Yeah. It's almost 1,200
0: years. Yeah, I mean— I don't do math, but I will trust you on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's like 120 years. It's going to take a long time to make
0: it through the collection. But it's a beautiful collection because they have crushes from all over the world. This year, particularly, all of our crushes are coming from Africa. And it's an incredible thing to be able to offer people a different look at the incarnation, something that broadens their imagination. Because, you know, we've seen so many representations of the nativity from the Western European tradition, Mm -hmm. especially. That's what most people are familiar with. And, of course, the crush itself comes from Italy with St. Francis, but artists all over the world have represented the nativity and they do so in ways that are rooted in their own particular culture and their own particular time and place. And so getting a chance to bring these beautiful artistic works to campus and just really kind of blow people's minds with what the nativity might look like in another culture and in another place is just a great gift. And, you know, people who have come to the exhibit every year for the past six years are always looking forward to the next one. We've had, last year we had crushes from Eastern Europe. The year before they were all from different parts of Mexico. The year before that it all had to do with like the animals at the nativity, which was super fun. So the exhibit is as boundless as the imagination.
1: Hmm. You know, I love that point that you bring up that it shows these crushes give us a different look into the incarnation through different cultures. This kind of visual evidence of enculturation that yeah. the gospel has really taken root in every land among every people has found a home. Maybe not the same type of home in every place, but has Has made a home there. Yeah. How do people see that and engage with it? You You know,
0: know, sometimes it's challenging. Mm -hmm. Like there, there are some really interesting depictions of the nativity in this exhibit. You know, we have one that is beaded um, that I'm thinking of that you can see in the Eck Visitor Center. Or if you're not able to come to campus, we have a viewer's guide available online. So Mm -hmm. even if you're not local, you can still go through the exhibit and kind of make a virtual tour, um, which is super cool but this beaded crash you know it's it's so vibrant and it's so different from, I think, what many people would see in their parish churches set up.
1: Or their grandmother's. Or, or their, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Their
0: grandma's house or my grandma's house. You Who's know, the like,
1: official decorator of the local parish, by the way. Exactly.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of these representations are challenging in the best of ways because they remind us that there isn't just one way to view the Incarnation. Mm-hmm. And there isn't just one way into the gospel story. And it's it's just such a a broad and expansive invitation. And for people who aren't people of faith, but they are fans of art or interested in different cultures, it can be a beautiful tool for evangelization as mm-hmm. well.
1: So you said, you know, for those who can't come to campus, there's mm-hmm. a little opportunity for a digital tour. Yeah. Where can they find that?
0: They can find it on the McGrath website. So
1: McGrath.nd.edu. I know that one.
0: Backslash uh, crash.
1: Backslash crash. Okay. C R E C A G. There we go. You got it. Um, or people could come to campus and walk around and they're displayed all over campus. There's yep. a little guide for that. Yep. But another thing that you've built over these years is... A new annual tradition of a pilgrimage around campus uh, one Sunday during Advent where students or faculty and staff, but especially families from the community can come to campus and can make, you know, a prayerful walk with others from crush to crush, take them all in, pray with them. Tell us a little bit about that pilgrimage, what people are experiencing in that.
0: Yeah, so... This time of year is incredibly busy, Mm -hmm. right? And especially for families with small children, there's about a zillion things that kids are doing, whether it's Christmas pageants or choir concerts or whatever the case may be. Uh And so the intent behind the pilgrimage, I think, was just to give people – a space of intentionality to encounter these crushes, um, And in such a way that, you know, you come for an afternoon and you really just dive into this experience. We actually don't go to all of the sites on campus. Um, we're hosting crushes in seven locations on campus this year, mm-hmm. but we always visit four of the seven. And that's just to kind of give people a taste. And if they're able to come back or if they want to stay late on campus and take in the other sites, mm-hmm. they're able to do that. But the beauty of the pilgrimage is that it's a community of people that – come from different places and different stages in their life. So we have people who are, you know, some of our elderly friends, some families with young children. We have students from the campus who come. And it really gathers this unique community of people who want to spend time in prayer around this preparation for the incarnation. Mm-hmm. So they walk together in prayer. They s- do a little singing together. They listen to scripture. We pray some decades from the rosary, the first three joyful mysteries, which focus intently on the Annunciation, the Visitation, and then the Nativity. And then we end up in the main building under the Golden Dome where this giant Christmas tree is set up, and we have cookies and hot chocolate. And what's better than that? <laughs> it's just really fun. I love the pilgrimage. For someone like me who is very kind of orderly and... Uh, Uh, Likes things to be proper and liturgical. Yeah, no (laughs) way it's messy and uh-huh. my first year planning this I thought oh my gosh what is happening like there are things that happen in a pilgrimage that you just can't control uh-huh. and now that's one of my favorite things about it because it it really is just such a vibrant manifestation of the church mm-hmm. you know like these random motley crew gathered together to pray
1: yeah and it's, it's the best awesome. kind of pilgrimage yeah. because there are no hostels which is right. one of the great impediments to me for yeah, pilgrimage. yeah exactly. But you describe this pilgrimage as a sort of fostering this space of intentionality in mm-hmm. this uh, sort of busy frenetic time, yeah um, when nothing well, if there is intention it's it's dispersed intention and it's hyperactive intention, yeah, but this is really focused and prayerful intention, yes. and maybe. The crush itself is a space of intentionality, right? If we really offer ourselves over to contemplating this in devotion. But when I want to ask you, since you work uh, in the area of liturgy so much as program director of our Center for Liturgy, more generally, like what do you see or what have you come to understand about the importance of these types of spaces of intentionality for our life of faith, for the growth, especially of our Catholic identity, of our practice, of our spiritual life?
0: Yeah, so... What I love about the creche exhibit and the pilgrimage is the fact that it's rooting us in this tradition of prayer and devotion that's been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. And there is such beauty and richness in the tradition of setting up a nativity set, whether it's in one's parish or in one's home. If you ever watch a child set up a nativity set, they do it so lovingly and so mm. carefully. And I have very vivid memories of being tasked with setting up the nativity set in my home growing up. And then, you know, that task was passed down to my younger siblings as they got old enough to, you know, not break the ceramic, right? Is Um, your
1: youngest brother there yet?
0: (laughs) <laughs> my youngest <laughs> to, brother,
1: yeah, to not breaking it if he's no, it I mean, yeah. no. he's in his twenties, but he's, he, he's still there. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. I think he's, he's there. St- Pat... He's capable of. Yeah, okay, good. We yeah.
0: have an amazing video, actually, of my youngest two siblings, like on Christmas morning, standing in front of the nativity set, praying a prayer together that their teachers had taught them, uh-huh. and it was a special prayer for Christmas. And their teachers had said, "Now you can't open your presents until you say this prayer." So it's like <laughs> so the sweetest little moment, they and they, like, then there's like the unbridled, you know, avarice, <laughs> like you know. And Jesus. Presence. Amen. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, where's my Nintendo? Uh-huh. So, um, but I think, you know, because,
1: Jesus, Nintendo.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but the, the great thing about this is that like those two things can be held in a fruitful tension yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And the crush, I think, allows us to do yeah. that. You know, and it's a sign that we set up in our homes of, what we're actually preparing for, what we're actually celebrating, and I think so many people have so many vivid memories like that. Of mm-hmm. you know, we have a life size crash outside of my parish back at home in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and I have distinct memories of like walking around inside the life size crash, kind of like um, Kevin does in Home Alone when he like hides in the crash, <laughs> which is such an amazing use of a crash. Like yes. if you're gonna escape bad guys, like that's go the find do that's do the it. Yeah, that's, that's the way, it, way to 100%. do it. One hundred percent. But they create these memories and they, they create these touchstones of faith that you can keep returning to throughout your life and mm-hmm. that continue to grow with you. Mm-hmm. Like as I set up my own crash in my own home this year, I did it with the same degree of care and love that I had as like an eight-year-old kid. Mm. Like there's still something so special about that to me. And, and that's And I know that will continue to be the case as I grow older. Mm.
1: You're listening to Church Life Today and Redeemer Radio. We're talking with Carolyn Purtle, Program Director of the Notre Dame Center for Liturgy here in the McGrath Institute for Church Life. So when talking about the, especially this pilgrimage, but the creches in general as a special space, an intentional space, I wonder if we could also talk about the intentionality of time, mm. especially here during Advent. And I wanted to ask you about something else you've worked with, which is a particular traditional set of prayers that come just about this time of year, starting December 17th. Yeah. Uh, which is the praying of the O antiphons.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was inevitable. It, it really it was. was it's out of my system That's now. Right. Okay. We're All go. right. We got it. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm>
1: really... um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of us who may not know very much about these prayers, praying the O Anaphons, or for those of us who know something and might want to know more, tell us a little bit about these these prayers how we pray them, why we pray them.
0: Yeah. So the O Antiphons are prayed during Vespers, which Mm. is the evening prayer of the church. It's part of the Liturgy of the Hours. And they're antiphons, right? So they precede the praying of the Magnificat, which is the Canticle of Mary. It's prayed every night in evening prayer throughout the world, basically at every hour of every day, because someone somewhere is always praying the Liturgy of the Hours, depending on time zones, right? So... You think about the responsorial psalm that we sing on Sunday at Mass. Mm -hmm. There's an antiphon that goes with that, and then we have the psalm verses. So these O antiphons are the antiphon that precedes the Magnificat, just like the antiphon for the responsorial psalm. And there are seven of these antiphons, and we begin praying them on December 17th. And each of them begins with the word O, which is why they're called the O antiphons. Mm -hmm. And then they're followed by some sort of title for the Messiah that's usually drawn from Old Testament imagery. So it's a beautiful bridge um, between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it allows people who pray it to focus on a different facet of what it means for the Messiah to come, and what kind of Messiah this is that we are waiting for. And what's really cool, like these different titles, so December 17th is O Sapientia, which means wisdom. December 18th is O Adonai, which means Lord. December 19th is O Radix Jesse, which is the root of Jesse, which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful image from Isaiah. December 20th, O Clavis David, which is the key of David. December 21st, O Orions, O Radiant Dawn. December 22nd, O Rex Gentium, O King of Nations. And then finally, finally, on December 23rd, O Emmanuel which mm-hmm. means God is with us and people familiar with the hymn O Come O Come Emmanuel there's seven verses and they're all drawn from these O antiphons every single one of them so next time you're singing O Come O Come Emmanuel go and look at the text and you're basically singing like a, a hymn adaptation of the O antiphons already but what's cool is if you take the Latin titles mm-hmm. and you put them in reverse order so starting with Emmanuel and working your way back uh-huh. it's a reverse acrostic so you take the first <laughs> initial
1: We're in a crazy church. Lady yeah, okay, I know, right?
0: It. <laughs> it's a reverse acrostic. So if you uh-huh. take the first initial of yeah. each title and start with December 23rd, work your way back, it spells out arrow cross, which translated from the Latin means tomorrow I come, oh. which is super yeah. cool. So it's like this intensification of the preparation for the coming of the Messiah at Christmas. Hmm. And so the O antiphons, they're ancient, right? They go back a really, really long time. Um, I was looking for a specific date as to when we started praying these, and other liturgists might be able to let you know when that is. I couldn't find one. Hmm. So they're old. A sort of
1: perpetual tradition that seems to be there. Yeah, it's really, really
0: old. It's really beautiful. And if you're looking for a way to kind of really ramp up your preparations, or if you feel like Advent hasn't been going very well for you this Mm -hmm. season, and, you know, you talked about time, carving out even just three or five minutes of your time to read through the O Antiphon for that day and meditate on what it means to say that Jesus is the fulfillment of that particular O Antiphon, Mm -hmm. it can be a really great way to kind of reorient advent if it's been kind of if if you've been on the struggle bus you know with your advent preparations and your advent practices <laughs> it's like
1: last chance advent it right it really yeah. is
0: yeah absolutely and it's a really easy way to kind of enter into that space and carve out even just 5 minutes of time for that yeah, yeah. oh
1: i haven't done advent very well
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah okay. exactly you know what was coming to mind as you were reading those titles all, yeah. all of which are drawn from the old testament uh-huh. is that famous line from St. Jerome, ignorance of scripture, ignorance of Christ. Yeah. And as you were reciting those titles, I was thinking, you know, something like ignorance of the title of Christ is in some ways ignorance of our own hope. Like mm. by calling upon his name and all of these titles, we're actually practicing articulating what we hope for, who right. we hope for, and who's coming. Yeah. Right?
0: And a, sp- a particular O antiphon might resonate with you more deeply than another one, mm-hmm. right? So if you're... In the valley of the shadow of death right now.
1: South Bend. You yeah, okay. under, the,
0: under the permacloud, yes. <laughs> then O oh, Radiant Dawn might be a particularly beautiful O Antiphon uh-huh. to think about because Christ is the dawn that comes into the darkness. It's the light. Not tomorrow,
1: but sooner. Not enough. tomorrow, yeah. but eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Like, right,
0: yeah. So, Or if you have like something in your heart that you feel like you're locked up somehow um, or if you're stuck in a space and you're locked into wherever you are in your spiritual life, mm-hmm. pray to the key of David. And he will open what no one can, no one will shut and will shut what no one can open. Hmm. And that's, you know, and that image is drawn from Revelation. So like there's a beautiful kind of dialogue between Old and New Testament in these O Antiphons. But even if you're just kind of approaching them from a a base, kind of a a practical sort of beginner standpoint, they still offer something really beautiful.
1: Well, and one of the things I love about the, Prayers that are given to us that we don't Mm -hmm. choose, in other words. So that sounds like it's taking away our freedom, but there's something else that's going on there. Like the prayers that are given to us, we pray words that we wouldn't have prayed otherwise. Absolutely. These aren't necessarily the words I would want to pray right now. They're the the words that are given. But perhaps at some point, those will be the words I need. That'll be the prayer I need, and I've practiced them. Yep. And in another way, Maybe they're not the words I need, the prayer I need right now, but they're somebody's prayer. Absolutely. Right? And so yes. this is the communal prayer of the church. Exactly. Right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The solidarity that comes from mm. giving your will over to praying words that aren't yours mm-hmm. and trusting that you can offer them on behalf of somebody else is mm. a great gift.
1: You're listening to Church Life Today on Redeemer Radio. We're talking with Carolyn Pertle, Program Director at the Notre Dame Center for Liturgy here in the McGrath Institute for Church Life. Now, One last thing about these O Antiphons. Um, You've collected some reflections of these first into a series of blog posts. You edit our McGrath blog. Yes. um, But then put them together into a free resource, a prayer resource that's available online. Tell us a little bit about those reflections and what people find there.
0: Yeah. So basically we just have different writers. Um, Some of them are from our theology department. Um, Some of them are staffers here in the McGrath Institute. Mm -hmm. And uh, we basically just asked people to do what I've Kind of proposed already is to just reflect on these O antiphons in light of where they are, or in in light of where other people might be in their spiritual lives. So we've collected all of these into a short ebook. You know, none of these installments is more than a thousand words, so it would take you maybe five to seven minutes to read each reflection each day, Mm -hmm. and they're available for free download at. Um, mcgrath.nd.edu backslash resources. Resources. Yeah, so they're they're all available there and um, it's a really beautifully, you know, there's a beautiful icon on the cover that you can pray with as well and yeah, I just, I think it's a really great way, as I said, to kind of intensify your preparations um, for the coming of Christ at Christmas.
1: Well, and it's available online, but I've Printed it out. I have it here, sitting yeah. in front of me, right. So one of the great things about printing it out is you can take it home. Absolutely, and yeah. we can pray this with our kids. Mm-hmm. My wife and I could pray it together. We could pray it separately. Yep. But it's so beautifully designed too that it looks like something you want to pray with, right. which is important. Yeah, right? it like is. It's not just on you know haphazardly put together. It looks like it's meant to be intentional. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. Really lovely. Beauty is important. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So we've talked about uh, the intentionality of space. And preparations through these crushes and the crush pilgrimage, the in- intentionality of time and the praying of the O antiphons, another important Advent practice. Why don't we get to some things that really, really matter now? Kay. So our third installment. <laughs> Let's talk about holiday movies. So yes. this is the other way in which you get ready for Christmas. Um, <laughs> Well, let's just put it out there. Give us, give us some of your, your. T- okay, you have to limit it to like. Okay. Th- let's say three. Three. Like yeah. So you can go beyond that. That's but this is really ju- difficult. I know, but here because... you're, you're gonna have to start with three.
0: All right. And then well, you can have another. Let me preface this by saying I have a collection of about. I want to say there's, like, 18 movies that I consider holiday in my collection. Okay. And it's a, it's a sense of progressive solemnity for me. So some of them are, <laughs> of them are only vaguely holiday. Like, yeah. While You Were Sleeping is one that I love. Because and there's, like, a Christmas tree it starts somewhere at, in No, there? no, okay. it starts at Christmas. Like oh, it does. The okay. whole thing starts at Christmas and it wraps up around New Year's. I was New sleeping Year's. already at that point,
1: yeah. I, okay. I'm just kidding. I love that movie. I'm um, just trying to... But
0: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone I would also consider a vaguely holiday movie. Because there's part of it that takes place around Christmas time, and there's also just some vibe in that movie that makes me think Christmas. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, yes. another vaguely holiday movie, right? Well, Father so, Christmas. Is yes. Right, yeah, yeah. Always winter, never spring. Always winter, never Christmas. That's it. Um, and so, what I do, this is so, this is. Real nerdy, everybody, but I kind <laughs> of i I arrange them in order of progressive solemnity. So like I <laughs> like start on your shelf, and I I can send you the list. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, we're I, gonna have to, folks. We'll post the list. Somewhere. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll put it together the for you. Films but...
1: of progressive solemnity by Carol. According Purtle. to Purtle. Okay. Yeah.
0: At Life at Purtle's house. Um. So I start in like early December or even late November, uh-huh. and I just gradually make my way through. So yeah. like the holiday with Jude Law and Cameron mm-hmm. D. Dia- like that's in there um bridget jones's diary is even in there so like because it ends at christmas time yeah, yeah. anyway so those are kind of my vaguely christmas movies okay, but once we get it. into the high holy days right oh, okay. okay the higher ones three. I would, three i'm giving you right. three
1: tell me three okay
0: so i'll work backwards right in my family growing up every christmas eve yep we watch scrooge okay not scrooge duh with bill murray this is scrooge <laughs> With With Albert Finney, (laughs) 1970, just the name, no D, Uh, 1970 film starring Albert Finney. It's a musical adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Okay. This is the best adaptation of The Christmas Carol story. You will not you will not get me to say anything other than that because okay. the music is extraordinary. So what we do in my family is we turn off all the lights except for the Christmas tree, <laughs> and then we cue it up. And by, you know, 30 seconds in, someone's already crying because the music is so beautiful. But, like, I defy anybody to watch the scene mm-hmm. where Scrooge has his conversion moment dry-eyed. It's so extraordinary. It's just beautiful. So that's num- that's, that's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Okay, so that's number all one. Time. That's Christmas Eve. I'm writing The night down. before Christmas Eve... Christmas Eve It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Which, again, has a super Catholic imagination because it's Frank Capra, right, who was – Very Catholic in his filmmaking. Jimmy Stewart is just one of the greatest American treasures that's ever been. So is Donna Reed. She's just extraordinary. It has a lot to do with, like, St. Joseph and angels and intercession. And so if you've never seen this movie start to finish, do yourself a favor and just watch it. Because most of us have seen the really famous scene where Jimmy Stewart's running through Bedford Falls. Like he's, Mm -hmm. you know, on crazy pills or whatever yelling Merry Christmas (laughs) at everybody that passes by. The whole film is extraordinary. And then the third, okay, so I don't like to kind of, I always reserve, anytime anybody asks me for my top three anything, uh-huh. I reserve the third to keep open on rotation Okay. because so I change So this is today's
1: number three. So to, One and two are enshrined.
0: Yeah. Okay. So today's number three. Is I, this
1: December 22nd then? Because you're going so back. So this would be,
0: yes, you December this 22nd. You definitely December 22nd. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I think, mm, this is tough. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with White Christmas this year all right. just because I and I've already kind of broken my rule. But I watched it with my sister over uh, Thanksgiving because it's her favorite. I think one of her favorite Christmas movies okay. of all time. And she and I were together for Thanksgiving. Did you adjust your own personal calendar? I did. I gave over my will okay. to the desires of my sister uh-huh. and we watched it. And, you know, there's just it's a little
1: bit like Frozen. No. <laughs> no sorry you, you don't want that connection i know you, you have deep problems with the you, movie for we won't do. go there we that, won't go there that'll become yeah. dark so radio so white yeah.
0: christmas i would say is definitely up there but also like a christmas story is a classic that's
1: another that's another, that's another one top in the, three in the rotation yeah okay. and
0: even home alone i think ah. home alone is hilarious um
1: i borrowed your copy to watch you with did. my kids recently. yeah i was yeah. really
0: happy to be part of your introducing your children <laughs> to that moment in pop culture history yeah because it's just so great Oh, also The Muppet Christmas Carol. How,
1: I said three. You're now I know, up, to I'm up to seven, s- six. Listen. Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm, I'm writing pretty, them down.
0: I'm pretty impressed with myself for keeping it <laughs> that limited.
1: We are going to have to somewhere publish this film's A Progressive Solemnity. Oh, yeah. Put, totally. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put this up somewhere. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want to be scandalized and know sure. my top 100%. three? Yeah, like, please. they're just enshrined. Hit me. I'll go with number three down okay. to two. So I think number three... I just remembered when I forgot, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you. give us another after this. Elf sorry. number three is Elf. Yes. Uh, so we agree on this. Yes. You're not scandalized. Yep. Okay. No, so not elf Will is Ferrell and Elf, uh, family favorite.
0: Infinitely quotable. Infinitely yeah.
1: quotable. I mean, yeah. this is what you and I do yeah. much of the time. We're quoting things, and our colleagues have no idea what we're yeah, talking we about. Yeah, we need to we have catch, like a translator. We, yeah, we catch them up afterwards. It's so true. Elf. Number two, and I know you don't like this, is uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, National Lampoon's yep. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, also infinitely quotable, but it
0: is, it is. But I haven't seen it enough to be able to infinitely quote it because okay. I I saw it before I was old enough to be able to see it. Like
1: mm.
0: I I saw it in it theaters, was like that
1: with me with Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, right? Yeah, kidding. so I'm old just enough it. that I saw
0: it in theaters, right? And I think I was seven, maybe eight, and I uh-huh. just didn't. I didn't understand what was going on. I just knew that it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) Why doesn't
1: everybody love their family? I know. (laughs) I was
0: like, this is not what my Christmas looks like. That poor whatever the thing is in the tree. Is this a squirrel? Squirrel, And then a cat eventually or something? Yeah, the cat was in
1: the tree, but he doesn't make it out of the tree. So
0: I I can appreciate that it means a lot to other people. Yeah. I don't share that appreciation.
1: Yeah. A lot of sap. Pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Number one, this is is the controversial one. Like you post this on the social medias and people go crazy. Mm -hmm. I think – I'm just gonna say the best holiday movie is Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you've said that before. I know. Why?
1: um, Well, I think I love the humor and I love Mm -hmm. the various storylines. There's one storyline of, of course, I think everybody would take out because it makes you deeply uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows. But in the end, it's actually kind of sweet. In the end, but watching it but either you with your there. children or with your yeah. in-laws is Ooh. an uncomfortable. That's the first time I watched it. They might be listening. Hello, um, <laughs> was with my in-laws and my oh, wife. No. yeah, and you're like I didn't know this <laughs> nope. storyline would be in there, Super and I wish I really wish it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it's so I think it's great humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quotable. Yes, this is a big thing yeah. for me. It's got to yeah, be quotable, yeah. right?
0: Alan Rickman, R.I.P.
1: Alan Rickman, yeah. come on, yeah. bring the heat, brother. Yeah. Um, and I never get tired of it. Like right. I think that's I think that's part of what's, yeah. you know, the test here for any of these mm-hmm. uh, annual holiday movies is, like, you can watch it one year to the next, and you're not like, well, I'm kind of growing tired of this one. Yeah. I just don't grow tired of it.
0: No, I don't My wife either. and I
1: usually, if we, especially if we have, like, things to put together Christmas Eve, that's on in the background. Awesome. Right. Yeah,
0: I've done the same thing. So, if you had one favorite line from that movie, what would it be? Uh
1: gosh. <laughs> well, ones that I could say <laughs> on <the> air. Um, <laughs> I think it might be just about any of uh, Rickman's responses. Oh, like when he's yeah. talking to Laura Linney yes. and they're talking about the crush on Carl. Uh-huh. And he's like, just... Does he Carl know? Knows? Does yes. Carl know? Yes. Right? Like yeah. just the cool, obvious way yep. in which he does that. Yep, He's I love so it. great. He's so great. I
0: think if I had to pick a favorite line from that one, it would be, there was more than one lobster present at the birth of Jesus.
1: Absolutely. Like, right?
0: That's just so perfect. It is. Because who hasn't seen a lobster at the birth of Jesus? You'll see them in our crushes if you come to the exhibit. So
1: <laughs> the under, We're going to have undersea crushes here yeah, before long. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, we've filled up all our time, unfortunately, but thankfully we got to holiday movies uh, after yeah. following up Crushes and the o Antiphon. So, yes. Carolyn, thanks for spending time with us today. It's
0: been a delight. Thank and you.
1: Thanks everybody out there for joining us on Church Life Today.
0: This Church Life Today podcast is a production of Redeemer Radio and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners. debt have you down? Are you worried about your credit cards, your mortgage, or keeping your car? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can help. Our people are trained to be financial physicians. They can give you a checkup, help you to heal, and then stay healthy. Don't be embarrassed. It's why we exist. When your body is sick, you go to see a doctor. When your finances are sick, you go to see the friendly folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits?